Remember? Dry humping. Yes, dry humping, of course. <laughs> Cave cheese. <laughs> I wasn't a Boy Scout, but I had friends that were. Yes. What the fuck? The dick soak method. Bill? Beautiful. Perfect. All right, welcome to Critical Mass. Critical Mass, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Uh, we have several guests here today. <clears throat> yes. They're ghosts, actually. The ghosts of Critical Mass past. Yes. And it, this is, it's not a Halloween episode, but we could talk about ghosts here and there. Yeah, actually, Couldn't that we? would be, that'd be a cool uh, portion of today. We'll talk a little bit about ghosts. The things that haunt us. Yeah. As I stare off into the distance. Mm. But on a real note. Yes. As you know, you and I are both very well-read individuals. Yes, we are. And we come across some words that trick that trip us up sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. So I came across something. Uh, it was called a butt plug. Do you know what that is? Butt plug. I believe I do. Um, it comes from the Latin boo play. Okay. I believe that's the appropriate pronunciation. Um, it's a stopper for your uh your your butt when oh. you have like a lot of diarrhea and it's like explosive wow i could have used one of those last weekend <laughs> but you have to be careful because when you have that serious like those uh that cheese diarrhea i call it it's <laughs> when you've eaten a lot of cheese and um are you, you lactose intolerant you haven't pooped in a while well yes okay ish you haven't pooped in a while um, and then you you have that explosive that one day where you're just like this is happening. Yeah. Um. You put in a butt plug. You crack the porcelain on the fucking. You got to be careful. Oh Jesus. You got to remember to remove it because the force of which Gently. the butt plug. Well, yeah, of course. You have a friend, a family member, maybe uh, a sister. Are there you. tarps involved? I use a tarp, usually a high grade tarp I get from Dick's Sporting Goods. <laughs> wow. <clears throat> the camping section. Wow. Okay. Just put that down, and I go to town. Well, that was disturbing. Remove the butt plug is what I'm trying to... Ladies and gentlemen, public service announcement. Remove your butt plug before you take a shit. That's a great use for it. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, as you come across these words, I also come across words yes. that confuse me. And this word I didn't quite understand. Um, doggy style. Oh, that's easy. Oh, okay. Well, as you know, I went to art school. Yes, yes, you did. Uh, and I took several art history classes. Those and are this is a important. very um, sort of obscure style of art, okay. doggy style. It was post Baroque but pre Impressionist. <clears throat> All right. Styles of art. Of course. And it's not very well known just because it kind of sucks. <laughs> uh, doggy style is a is a type of art which uses dogs in paintings. Oh, uh, you were familiar with the dogs playing poker. Correct. That's probably the most famous doggy style painting known to man. It all makes sense yeah. now. Again, post Baroque style, but pre-impressionist. 
you know. Well, that makes sense because that's very classy. And I was uh, reading Jugs magazine, and yeah. that's where I saw Jugs magazine. Very classy piece of literature. Oh, literature. Yeah, pure revered, peer reviewed journal. Is absolutely, it not? absolutely. Okay. Well, um, I'm glad to help you out with that. You Thank know, you. I appreciate that. I mean, maybe I'll get you a few doggy style prints. Yes, but we could put them up in the studio. Yeah. That would be very nice. But um, why don't we talk about the elephant in the room or the elephant not in the room? Yeah. Because <clears throat> you only hear two voices here today, folks. Only two. Now, we did have a, we were booking a guest and that guest fell through. Yeah. Um, through no fault of her own, other than the fact that she found something else more important to do than to be on our show. Um, you know, she's dying of cancer. Uh, but you're going to go ahead and jam that knife in her, aren't you? That's, just twist it. That's really not my problem. Yeah. Um, she was booked to be on. Okay. Also, you're used to hearing a third co-host. Correct. But uh, we sent him out on a mission. It might take him a while to get there. It's a top secret mission. We don't want you to be worried about Billy. His safety, for the most part, uh, is totally fine. We're, we're not worried. We're not worried. Uh, Billy is going, getting to his destination, and then he's going to set himself up remotely, and we're going to check yeah. in with him. Yeah, he's essentially a correspondent for the show at this point, and uh, we're definitely going to need his input. But we want we want the listeners just to calm down because he's okay. But we'll just get started with the show without him. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna move on today without him. Um, but Bill is still a part of the show. Um, he's not off the show. You're going to hear him maybe next episode, maybe the episode after that. Yeah. Um, it depends on when he gets to his destination and sets up his stay tuned. Uh, his remote microphone. Yeah. Um, but please stay tuned because this is super secret top, top super top secret mission. Yeah. Uh, okay. <clears throat> so with that being said, what's topic number one today? Topic number one, you know, I think... We need, I think the fun part, we'll talk about ghosts and because it's Halloween. That's yeah, coming. we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. We'll get in that because I got some fun stories and some thoughts in terms of ghosting and ghosts. Um, however, let's talk about the current monsters. <clears throat> yeah, the actual living monsters. The living monsters uh, that reside in the White House, mm-hmm. in the house that may or may not be white, but it's white. Yeah. It is white. Yeah, we'll go current events on your ass. A little bit, Yes. Um, so I know you had some things you want to talk about in terms of Tillerson. I mean, I wanted to broach a little bit about the whole kneeling thing. Yeah. I mean, I know we touched on it in a previous episode. It was 30 for 30. I'll take the escalator. Um, great title. I thought of that myself. (laughs) Um, how with our friend Wayne, however, um, the big thing that bothers me is you have the vice president going to a football game. He's told by President Trump, if the players kneel, leave. <clears throat> um, Which everybody knew they were going to. Everyone knew they were going to, yeah. absolutely. And the fact of the matter is is that the vice president had a meeting and a, his jet was like waiting on the tarmac. Yeah. Meaning they knew full well that he was going to go to the game stay till the national anthem, wait for everyone to kneel, and then leave. This was all staged. This was all planned. Of course it was. At the end of the day, the taxpayers paid a whole bunch of money to get his fucking motorcade to the game. Hundreds of thousands of dollars. Hundreds of thousands. To get his motorcade to the game, then to get him from the game to the airport, 
and then to fuel up his jet and get him to his next meeting. You know, that comes out of my check. That comes out of your check. It wasn't even from Washington. I believe he was doing something in California. Correct. You are correct. To fly from California into Indianapolis Mm -hmm. and then fly all the way back just for a stunt. Correct. He's a paid protester. And I mean, you know, uh, Donald Trump, I don't use paid protesters. That's the liberals. Wait a second. You just used your vice president as a paid protester. So, uh, you know, and the fact of the matter is what the the real issue is the fact that he doesn't Donald Trump doesn't have a fully functioning brain and he doesn't <laughs> understand that the the reason for the protest. He do, they don't they don't get it. They think they keep saying that it's disrespecting the troops. This has, literally has zero to do with that. And yeah. the fact that they're not willing to sit down and listen, even just listen is really a big problem. They're kneeling because of police brutality against those of color. They're kneeling because they feel so I, I like the the best analogy that some of these players will use is when someone is hurt, when someone is injured, you kneel next to them in, in a quiet reverence. Our country right now is hurt and they're kneeling next to it in a quiet reverence. Yeah. And if you can't see a beauty in that, you're the problem. You're you. I'm sorry. You're the issue. Yeah. Well, do you know the gentleman's name? He's a Green Beret veteran. I can't remember his name. I know what you're going to say, though. Yeah. He was standing on the sidelines for some reason. Maybe he had something to do with the uh, 49ers organization. Mm -hmm. I don't know why, but he was definitely there uh, probably more than once to witness Kaepernick sitting on the bench. Yeah. Took him aside and said, hey, I, I understand what you're doing, but let's have a conversation about it. Yeah. And this Green Beret veteran told him, you know, if you still want to bring attention to the cause, if that's what you're doing, um, well, one thing that we do out of a sign of respect for those that have fallen for mm-hmm. our flag is to kneel beside them. And that's what a soldier does mm-hmm. in, the, in the face of someone that's lost their life in defending our freedom. Of course. And so that's what Colin Kaepernick decided to do. He said, you know what, I, I really like that idea. That way I can still get my message out while also being respectful. Of course. It's a compromise. It is. And the fact of the matter is the right wing doesn't really understand much right. of compromising. Um, doesn't really mu- understand much of really anything and Donald Trump is a vile piece of shit of whom I hope he gets some type of colon disease <laughs> that takes his life from him. Yeah, it's it's all or nothing it seems to be with them, whether it's gun rights or, you know, sticking your hand out over your heart and looking at the flag and getting a boner and crying at the same time. Of course, they're a vile and um, they're a vile and disgusting people and their their fans are a vile and disgusting people. They are deplorables. Hillary had one thing right. And that was it. Um, I think... And I didn't even like Hillary. You know, in in Korean culture... Yes. uh, In the face of a dead uh, relative, Mm -hmm. all the other living relatives literally look out the corner of their eye at one another to see who is crying hardest. Yeah. Uh, And if you're not crying as hard as they feel you should be, then you are shamed. Yeah. And I think this is kind of what's going on here. Absolutely. This is a showmanship type of situation. You need to stand at attention, and you need to look more patriotic than the guy next to you. Yeah. And if not, then you're a fucking traitor communist. Exactly. When Kim Jong-il died. Yeah. 
his the people were forced to cry. Oh yeah. If if you didn't cry for the glorious leader's death, then you were jailed. Yeah. Now that to me, based on actions that I see from our president, I feel that if he could institute that, oh, absolutely, he, he would. He yeah. would do it. The fact is that if you're not seeing that, you're the one that's blind, not me. I think at a higher level than you do, and yeah. so does Daniel. So just listen to us because we're <laughs> we're right. so smart. I we're mean, look, very right. Look, you can agree with Trump. You can say, hey. I don't think that anyone should be kneeling or creating a protest during such a sacred time, which, by the way, is at a football game. Of course. Um, but if you feel that way, if you feel like no one should be kneeling, everyone should be standing, um, then that's fine. That's your opinion, and that's okay. The part that isn't okay is when you defend Trump by calling these players sons of bitches. Yeah. Their mothers have nothing to do with this. None. Do not bring their mothers into it. Don't talk I, about my mama. I mean, it is absolutely childish. What'd you to, say about my mama? To to say something like that. Absolutely. I mean, you can call them assholes. You can call them jerks. Uh, you can even call them cunts. Yeah, you can but, say cunts. But but place your blame on the individual, not the individual's mother. I mean, what what the hell is wrong with you, man? Well, yeah, and he, he Trump doesn't really quite understand really much of anything outside anything that like he has a vision of about five feet in front of him and if it's not within that five feet right it's foreign to him he completely does, well he, he can smell a pussy from a mile away well of course yeah and then he's gonna go and rape it because he's got tentacles <clears throat> of course it's disgusting he's disgusting vile person and yeah. i don't know what's worse him or his fans by the way only say pussy because he says it of course. Well, yeah, he says The president it, so okay. says it, I can say it. That's how I see it. Exactly. And can you imagine if Obama did half of this shit? He would be impeached. They the South would have risen up and lynched him. <laughs> yeah. That's that's not a joke. They <laughs> they want to, you know that for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I just feel like we should just be okay with the South being the Confederacy and find a way to like break them off, like just what split. Do you think? Should we should we actually just split this country in half at this point? I mean, I was thinking diagonally. So now, hear me out. We'll give the South from like Arizona diagonally up to like Pennsylvania, New York. That'll be the line. Okay. Okay. So all of the south and the east and the and all all the way up through Maine, that can go to the Confederacy. And the Democrats or liberals, yeah. the, the free thinkers, yeah, can move out west or up so basically if you have four sides, two sides are warm, two sides are cold, that way everybody gets one of each cuz if you, like for example, we're from Rochester, right? Yeah. So we're used to the snow, we're used to the cold weather. Yeah, yeah. We're used to the seasons. Yeah, that's we, a, that's we, a positive positive spin we put We on. have seasons. We still get the Midwest where they have seasons. Yeah. Right? Uh but if you're someone who's like I'm not giving up my heat, but I live in Florida and you don't want to live in a Confederate country, you could you could still go out to Southern California and get your heat. I mean, I may, maybe I don't. I don't like it. I'm saying this is what we do. We go into Congress and we demand that this happens. All right, we're gonna we be secede from the union. Critical mass will be in Washington D.C. this weekend yeah. to talk to Congress in an open. Forum. I honestly, I say we do that before there's a bloody civil war again. Oh well, yeah. I mean, I do. On a, on a serious note, I do sometimes get concerned that they're 
like will be some type of civil unrest. Yeah. Some type of civil war because the this is the thing people people like you know Trump didn't create these crazy people. These crazy people have been here. Me me me. And you know what? For the first time I say, hang on. You're right. That's actually true. The crazies have always been here. Trump didn't create them. Um, Trump emboldened them. Trump made them feel brave to come out of their caves in in Louisiana, mm-hmm. you know, and come out and say, "Oh man, I have a a candidate that supports me and wanting a genocide of all things that aren't straight white men with blonde hair." Um, and they said, "That's the president. He represents me. So now I can be outwardly racist." If, I'm- if George W. Bush is concerned. Did you hear he came out recently and said those things? That when, like racism is more emboldened today? I, He's I, worried. I not only watched that, I I grew concerned that when George W. Bush sounds incredibly smart in regards to the current president. Yeah. That's a big problem. When I, when I, <laughs> when I'm like, oh my God, I, I, if George W. Bush was back on the ballot, he'd get my vote right no now. Shit. No shit. Right. That's terrifying. That's, yeah, it is. And I'm being serious. W, if you're listening, and I know you are. This is a man who basically destroyed the country. <clears throat> absolutely. but Economically. Absolutely. Put us right into the drain. Two wars. Um, but W, I know you're a big fan of ours. I know you listen. And this is the thing, too, about George W. Bush, I'm going to say. I hated him as a president. Yeah. But goddamn, I'd love to go out today with that man and get some beers. Oh, of course. A great just drinking buddy right oh yeah oh, yeah He'd we get a great time we get a little well, bag of- in college he did a lot of coke oh yeah we'd have a blast he was a c student yeah we get but a bag of weed president. we yeah. get a bag of weed we get oh, some yeah. beers um he's you a know, painter now maybe, too he's a painter now you, he, you didn't know that i didn't know that but he I does portraits he and michelle obama I swear to too? God, he does he does pretty good portraits he and michelle obama are like, Our like buddies fucking this yeah they're like oh little it's there's cute they're little they have like a little friendship like they, they talk and laugh and tell jokes i'll bet a lot of ex-presidents and uh, first ladies fucking hang out constantly oh yeah absolutely uh, uh bush Obama and Clinton were just at a golf tournament together. Did you know that? I didn't. Yeah, they were. You know how they had those like sort of stadium bleacher seating type things. Yeah, at, at like the uh, behind the green. Yeah, 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 yeah. They were sitting in there, the three of them together, at the front row. Well, I'm sure. So like golfers would come up and get fucking pictures with them, and they're all just smiling, like, "Yeah, come on over." Yeah, get some photos. Exactly, and I think that that's how normal people should be. Now, in in regards to President Trump, I hate him as a president. Yeah. Um, and I also think that if he wasn't president, I'd be fine watching him get hit by a car and dragged for a while. I don't want to have a beer with him. I don't want to be in the same room as him. Well, he'd probably roofie it. He probably would, and then, yeah. you know, say it's fake news when... Fake news, though, Dan, only when the news is bad news is right. it fake news. For him. Of course, of course. He's just a vile piece of shit. So, circling back um, yeah. to, to Trump, and there was this thing that came out recently about Tillerson possibly saying that Trump has a low IQ or he's smarter than the president or something like that. The, yeah, he apparently, apparently, because, uh, you know, Kellyanne Cuntway um, said that it was fake news. She's a stooge. Oh, my God. I hope she dies, too. Um, <laughs> she said, what did she say? She said that it was not true that Tillerson addressed the president as a moron. Yes, that's that was, what it was. That's what it was. <clears throat> yeah. Um, 
He's so, a moron. I'll, I'll, cat's out of the bag. Yeah. Tillerson, uh, the ex CEO of ExxonMobil. Great choice for Secretary of State. Well, actually, if you hear about Trump's sort of reasoning, I get it. I get why Trump wanted to do that. Okay. Uh, Tillerson had been all over the con- all country, all over the world. All over the world. You know, spreading his ExxonMobil seed in, in, <laughs> in business deals. Destroying And as you know, uh, President Trump is a businessman, and that's how he operates. Yeah, he doesn't that's care why about he, anyone. He felt those specific skill sets of dealing in business and making deals yeah. uh, was going to be useful for him as a president and, and to help the country. And so when he looked at the Secretary of State, someone who literally meets face-to-face yeah. with our foreign entities... Uh, other countries, diplomats, etc. He felt that should be business oriented as well, because he sees running the country as a business. The problem is, is the customer. It's not a business with customers. It's a business. It's people. We're people. We're yeah. not a fucking business. We're a community. Well, to him, we are a commodity. <laughs> well, yeah, but so he hires Tillerson, right? And because Tillerson has not only. Uh, he just has an air about him. When he mm-hmm. walks in the room, people just shut up and listen. Uh, but also because Tillerson has a proven track record of making great business deals throughout the world. Okay. I mean, look at what ExxonMobil is. It's one of the biggest oil companies ever. Yeah, I was at Mobile yesterday. <clears throat> so, yeah. Not happy about it, but I was So there. he hires Tillerson, and for the most part, Things seem to be going smoothly at the very beginning stages of the presidency. And now what we found out from people on the inside of the State Department is that he's cut jobs left and right. Now, we know that Republicans prefer to have smaller governments and a smaller budget. And that makes sense. Yeah. But we're talking about droves and droves and droves of people that are government civil employees who have worked there 30-plus years. So wait, I just want to be clear, though, about something. Yeah. Donald Trump is bringing jobs back. <laughs> right, while also Hang on. firing all Can we people. just, can we, one more time. Yeah. Donald Trump is bringing jobs back to America. Yeah, by firing civil servants. <laughs> That's good. That's a good start. I feel With 10, 20, 30 years in the business. I feel like if you're going to bring jobs back and that's going to be your platform, what you should do is immediately take jobs away. Yeah. And now, um, so this woman came out and said, look, I used to work in the State Department as a training person. Before we hire these these people, they have to go through a series of training or trainings Mm-hmm. And before we send them out to, let's say, be diplomats or someone that works in a diplomatic center uh, outside the country. Now, these these positions are really important because on foreign soil, mm-hmm. they're the people that are actually connected to the culture to see what's going on, to see if there's a beginning of some sort of civil unrest. Okay. If things are not going well. All right. Um, you know, look, take a look at Iran, right, in the late 70s, early 80s. I prefer to walk. But once in a while, I ran there. The the embassy there. Yeah. Okay. That's that's where things begin, in when there are problems. Makes foreign sense. Wise. Makes it sense. All starts with the embassy. So that's in this. That's under the State Department. And so when you hire these people, they got to go through training. Now, what Rex Tillerson and Donald Trump did mm-hmm. was they hired somebody to come through and make sure that there's absolutely no reference to President Obama or his policies. 
in the training material. And this was before Donald J. Trump and Rex Tillerson had any sort of wording to replace it. So I just, let me just be clear for this audience that's a little slow, which is okay. That's most of you. <laughs> um, still love you, though. Keep listening. Yeah. Um, okay, so there were training manuals, we'll say, yeah. and materials. Literature. Literature. Mm-hmm. And portions of that were created and written by the Obama administration. Right. Each each administration kind of comes in and says, we're going to alter this a little bit. We yeah. want you to focus on this instead of that. Sure, sure. Right. So instead of creating replacements for these things, what they did was they just said, this Obama's administration wrote this, so we're just going to remove it without right. any type of backup plan. It's not so much what Obama's administration had written, but any reference to it. Like if, if the manual said, the Obama administration prefers that you X, Y, and Z. Yeah. They will completely nix that. So If it says Obama, it's gone. See, and that, that's like buying a fucking... That's buying uh, Ikea furniture, and you've got the last page just missing from the instructions. You're just like, well, what do I do? How do I do this? Well, they're trying to erase history. They're trying to basically say the State Department began and ends with Donald J. Trump. And what what is it with the followers, his cultish followers, that aren't seeing the insanity? Pride. That's it's, what it is. It's pride. They've made up their mind about their worldview. They believe he's the savior, and therefore they will defend any of his actions because if they say that he was wrong about anything, to some degree that means they were wrong, and they can't admit that. Yeah. So they go out of their way to make it look as if, oh, you're you're being misled, you're looking too far into it, or you're too sensitive. Yeah. And it's, it's exactly... Exactly. Sad. It just facts are facts. If you still support Donald Trump, I think that you really need to seek therapy. And I'm like, I'm not even being funny at this point anymore. <laughs> it's just like, please, please see a doctor. Just please do something. see someone. Talk to someone. You're wrong. All of your views are wrong, and you need to f- to figure it out. You're wrong. Yeah. You're just wrong. Well, he talks about draining the swamp but at the same time he refilled it this douchebag at the uh, epa that he's hired spent his entire career fighting the epa with lawsuits of course no but he's great for the epa (laughs) excellent for the epa this guy could what he's done he could literally be brought up on impeachment charges yeah but no one I, I don't understand why like what's going on with this impeachment thing that's oh, been God, discussed. I know. It's just seems to have faded into the background, hasn't it? It's so disappointing. Incredibly disappointing. It's just kind of makes you think like, well what what exactly is going on? Well, Are there we is cr- the po- there is the possibility that the media did blow it out of proportion that really is nothing there. Or there's a possibility that there is something there, and it's just become very, very, very difficult to prove. Yeah, you know what I mean, I think more the the latter. It's just well, you have a drunk prove. guy and a drunk girl in college, and they have sex. Yeah, she says she was raped. Now it becomes a he said, she said, True. because you can't prove that she was able to consent or wasn't able to consent. True, very true. 
and that's disturbing. You know, um, that is disturbing. Obviously, you would hope to take the woman's side in that case, because for the most part, those stories are true. There's a very, very, very small percentage um, of stories that are either fabricated or misremembered. I mean, there's a few of them, typically, when the man is black and the woman is white, and she feels like yes and that happens sure it does happen yeah it it, that it definitely happens is it every time absolutely not right absolutely not yeah so you have the situation with the president where we just can't prove anything right now or possibility number three oh shit is getting real but the fbi is actually keeping its mouth shut for once that's very possible (laughs) and doing a thorough investigation because they're not going to come at the president without 100% of the facts in line and in order. That's another, that's the one I'm hoping for. Yeah. That's, that's the one I'm hoping for. Um, I'm just waiting for the day that he, he either is going to get assassinated or he's going to get impeached. I don't know where he sees this ending, but that's where I'm seeing it ending. And for both, I'm going to have a party. (laughs) Yeah. I think the whole fucking country will have a party. Yeah, I mean, I don't see it as a big loss so to what, the world. So what happens is Congress has the power to remove the president, but impeachment is something that the Senate does, I believe. Okay. Or the House. It's one of the two. Um, so I believe the Senate can impeach and then the House does something else. So this is what happened with Clinton. Mm-hmm. The Senate voted to impeach Clinton. So technically, Clinton was impeached, but he was not removed because the House of Representatives voted against and him. And he lied about a blowjob. Right. He lied about a blowjob. Yeah. Obama was criticized for not wearing his pin. His little and flag pin. one time he wore a tan suit. Yeah. Can we bring those controversies back? <laughs> yeah, right? Like, that's the biggest fucking problem. I, I look online and I see, you know, angry tweets from the president to... You know, SNL, the NFL, then North Korea. <clears throat> it's like he's watching TV and getting really angry about what he sees on TV. Yeah. And then going, oh, I'm going to yell at Kim Jong-un for a little bit. Okay. So he's an unstable megalomaniac. And then there's Kim Jong-un. And, <laughs> and you know, and, and now you're picking a fight with dude that dude that has nuclear capabilities yeah i think we could be heading towards world war three and the question is when when our lead jesus when our leader is donald trump where who in the world is going to come to our aid think about that yeah if if he's already alienated you know the french and the british exactly exactly and he won because of the electoral college he won because of dumb Inbred, gerrymandering, inbred Hicks, yeah, inbred Hicks and the rich elite. Look at the disparity in the Trump voters. You've got the rich elite that voted for Trump because they wanted tax breaks, because they thought they were getting tax breaks. Yeah, and then you've got Billy Chili Dilly, fucking no Billy Bo Bob, fucking Smith down in Gatorville. Yeah. Fucking, I'm voting for Trump because he hates black people, and I hate black people, too. And even though he won't say it out loud, but we know what what kind of guy he is. (laughs) Exactly. He's one of our brothers. Yeah. It's like, 
you're not what do you think do you think he's gonna write you a check for a hundred dollars and mail it to you for your vote bush did what bush gave everybody like a a certain amount of tax break money like you got a check in the mail yeah same with obama he did it too that's wait I get a three hundred dollar check. <laughs> yeah, all I got to do is press, pull the lever down. Yeah, yeah, you fucking dumb inbred piece of shit. Go back and fuck your mom, because that's what they do. That's what yeah. they do down there. All right, why don't we? Uh, you want to take a break? We could take a break. Um, when we come back, um, let's lighten it up a little bit. Yeah. Talk about Halloween shenanigans. Yeah, and uh, ghost stories. Ooh. Do we believe? Do you believe? I don't know. We'll find out later. Yeah. If you're looking for a refinishing, a ceiling, and a protection for your cement services, especially your garage, check out Eagle Epoxy at eagleepoxy.us. They can also be found on Facebook at Eagle Epoxy or their phone number for a free quote, 585-402-4971. Tell them the Rockness Monster sent you for a free quote. Check them out. And welcome back. Thanks, everyone. All right. I'm just going to pull the lever over here, which starts our scary or eerie music underneath okay. us. And we're off. Ooh, that is spooky. Yeah, let's talk ghost stories. Let's or talk. just eerie shit in general. Well, let's talk about Halloween. Yeah, what Halloween. Is first, we'll start there, because Halloween is upon us. It is. Um, and Halloween... <clears throat> Halloween evolves for you as you grow up, I think. The pagan holiday. Mm-hmm. The pagan holiday. Yeah. Um, it, it's when you're a kid, it starts off as, you know, you get to wear your favorite superhero costume or your favorite Star Wars character costume. At least that's the way it was for me. Right. Or something scary and you try to be, but you're not really scary. I was trying to be, you know, John Wayne Gacy. Of course, uh, your heroes. You know, Manson. Yeah. Yes. Um... Arthur Shawcross. Of course, of course. Stuff like that. Yeah. Guys you look up to. Of course. And then you get older and you start to want to do like costumes that are maybe more funny, um, you know, and then you get to that age where Halloween is a night of, how many dozen eggs can I buy from Wegmans before they start thinking that there's a problem? And then you start dressing up as like that sort of preppy, rich college kid who date rapes women. Yep, yep. And you try and follow through with that because you got to get into character. You got you you have to stay in character all yeah. night. So. Um, but yeah, I mean, Halloween became becomes a time of just kind of fucking... You know, um, there was a town... Of, I can't remember the name of the town that invented trick-or-treating. It was their... They didn't invent Halloween. Halloween has been around for like 2,000 years. Okay. However, they invented the idea of trick-or-treating. And the reason they invented that, and it kind of went all over the nation and the world... Maybe the world. I don't know if they do trick-or-treating in other countries. I think they have forms of it. I think they celebrate Halloween, at least in Western cultures, where paganism really had a foothold. Gotcha. Um, But the reason for trick-or-treating, I thought, intrigued me. Because Halloween night was also mischief night. So it'd be nights where you would damage property and people's homes. Right. And um, what was great about their idea, their idea was, hey, if, you know, these kids are going to dress up in costumes, so you can't, we can't see them and they're going to like smash shit and destroy stuff. Instead, why don't we put our porch lights on and they can ring the doorbell and we'll give them snacks. Yeah. 
<clears throat> so instead of damaging... It was a peace offering. <clears throat> exactly. So that night, what they would do is they would give... They would do the snacks and the treats, and that, and the kids wouldn't fucking damage their property. Right. Forward thinking. Yeah. Um, That's a fact. I've heard a lot of different stories about aspects of the way we celebrate Halloween and where they came from. It's, <laughs> it's not just one thing. It's so many different things. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think I can't stand... I used to work for... Uh, a company, um, a, a group that watch, we watched kids. Well, not like watch them like in a creepy way. Like their parents would go to the gym and there was like a daycare center within that area. Where so you the could, XMCA? The X. Yeah. We, they called the X for short. Right. <clears throat> and um, I, it was around Halloween time. Okay. And the kids were all told, hey, dress in your costume. So... These kids were dressing in costume. They were coming in. They were running around something called the um, Enigma Cave. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's a mysterious room with lots of play things. Exactly. So they're yeah. they're running around. They're having a good time. And I'm just making sure they don't kill each other. My job is to sit in a chair and make sure that they don't die. And a little girl walks in with her mom. And the little girl doesn't have a costume on. Whatever. It doesn't matter. And um, the kids are running, all the other kids are running around in their costumes. And she comes over and she's like, I want to get a drink of water. I'm like, okay. So I get her a drink of water and she, and I go, you know, just striking up conversation. <clears throat> I'm like, hey, you don't have a costume on. What are you going to be for Halloween? She looks at me, might have been seven, mm-hmm. eight years old. She looks at me and goes, my parents don't want me to celebrate Halloween because it's the devil's birthday and we believe in the Lord. And we will do our harvest party, and we'll celebrate the harvest. Yeah. But we won't celebrate the devil's birthday. <clears throat> there are so many. <laughs> I could see you rolling your eyes at this child. I was, I was like, "Is this child getting abused?" This is, sounds like child abuse to me. It, yeah, yeah. You take Halloween away from a child, you should go to jail. Exactly. But like, you know, I'm just like, oh, okay, all right. So, I mean, so then I so ha- I have more questions. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I couldn't help myself. Yeah. I was like, so the, the Halloween Halloween isn't the devil's birthday. Yeah. Like just, just so you know. The, it's not the devil's birthday. Yeah. Um, in fact, for the Christian Catholic kind of religion portion of it, because like you said, it, there's so many different things that went in right. to Halloween. It was you would dress in scary masks to actually scare away evil. The evil spirits. Exactly. Right. So in essence... You're doing the unchristian thing. Yeah. Or another interpretation was that they dressed up that way because they knew the evil spirits would be walking amongst them. Yeah. And they wanted to sort of fit into the crowd. Yeah, and make sure that they weren't... Right. You know... Singled out. Like if there's a zombie apocalypse and you're walking down the street pretending you're a zombie... Exactly. So, so I say this to her, right? And it was whatever. I didn't. All, all I said to her was, "It's not the devil's birthday, and it's okay to celebrate Halloween, and it doesn't mean that you love the devil." The kids in there. Did you fart? Not yet. Oh wow! The kids in there. Your breath. It's um actually that vent there leads to the garage, and we had like super smelly garbage that we took out. Oh, so it's not in there anymore, but the smell is Lingers. still lingering. We have a high quality studio here, folks. <clears throat> of course. Continue with the story. So she gets picked up and they leave and kind time it. Not even 10 minutes later, that mom comes, comes stomping back (laughs) with her daughter's wrist, with her daughter's wrist in her hand, dragging her along. 
and she, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Are you, were you talking to my daughter? I'm thinking to myself, well, yeah, you left her with me. <laughs> yeah, you left her with me. I, I don't I, know. I exchanged some words with her. Sorry. I, I don't know what you want me to say. <clears throat> I do not want you, you, this is, I do not want you spreading your anti-Christian propaganda and confusing my daughter. And I was like, I, I'm, I, I honestly didn't even remember about the conversation I had at the drinking fountain with her because yeah. I, it was so, so fleeting. And I was like, oh. Then I like kind of came back to me. I'm like, oh, uh, we were talking about Halloween. Yeah. She goes, Halloween is Satan's birthday, and I can't believe you even allow children in here to run around in those costumes celebrating the evil Dark Lord. <laughs> and I'm looking at this woman going, I'm, I'm, I was in there. high school, dude. I was in high school. I'm looking at her just being like, I'm sorry. I don't understand why you're angry. Yeah. And she's like, I'm angry because we are in a Christian home and this is a pagan holiday. It celebrates the devil. And I'm like, it does. It it doesn't. doesn't. It's not. It doesn't. That's not what it's for. I want to talk to your supervisor immediately. I was like, okay, well, she's in there. Like, yeah. Just go ahead and go fucking talk to her. Like, I don't know what you want from me. You're the one abusing your child. I'm not. I'm trying to open your child's fucking life. <laughs> and, you know, it, I got it, I got talked to about how I should leave my personal. I'm like, they're not my person. How are they my personal views? They're obviously the views of this place as well because uh, we're celebrating it. Yeah. Kids are in costumes. There's jack-o'-lanterns. There's candy. There's all kinds of stuff we're giving these kids. But when I want to stick up for what it is that we're doing, yeah, you're you, in the wrong. You want to come yell at me? What I, was that child even doing there? Yeah, the, the mom, I guess, wanted to go to the gym and work out and leave their because they leave their kids for a maximum of two hours while they go to the gym. And there was like a jungle gym kind of area where they run around. And I just kind of stood in there and made sure, you know, when I was feeling froggy. If she's so anti devil. Why would you even, knowing that this event was taking place, bring your child into a place like that? I think, I think your point is fantastic. I mean, in her mind, that's child endangerment. <laughs> I think what happened was is that you've got this group of people that are like pers- like Trump supporters. Guaranteed, this woman's a Trump supporter. Okay. Now, which means if you're a woman that's a Trump supporter, well, she's definitely a Pence supporter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If, if, which quick tangent, if you're a woman that's a Trump supporter, you should probably kill yourself. <laughs> um, so let's move on. Um, <laughs> these people that get, they get so deep, Dan, in their head, okay. they get so deep in their own bullshit <clears throat> that they think that everyone else thinks the same way that they do. Yeah. So how could this place do this? I feel completely safe in bringing my child here. Cause I come here all the time in a place like this. They wouldn't celebrate Halloween. That's not what they do. The word Christian is in the name of their business. There's no way that they're going to do this. Then she gets there and sees all these kids running around in costumes and is like, fuck, I need to get my, my workout in because I need right. to make sure that I'm, I'm worked out enough so I can beat up black people because that's probably what she does. Oh, I was going to say, so her husband doesn't leave her. There, well, there's probably that. There's that too. Yeah. But she, he, knowing her, she, he probably has a mistress. He has to. I wouldn't fuck her with your dick. Um <clears throat> So <laughs> she gets there and is like, fuck, I got to work out. I guess I'll leave her here and hopefully no one talks to her. Yeah. That's a, no, that's a reasonable thing for her to think. Yeah. Very reasonable. They, you know what? She won't have any questions. And if she doesn't have any questions about Halloween, I'll just blame it on everyone else. Like a good Christian. Yeah, of course. I wow. Hate, I hate Christians. 
So that was your little uh, little story from back way when. Back way when, yeah. Do you have any uh, fun Halloween memories before we talk about ghosts? You know, I've never egged a house during Halloween. <clears throat> I did egg. A, I, I egged the side of a camper van in someone's driveway once. Ooh, you're badass. Well, we had some riffraff friends of ours from the neighborhood one night just go, hey, let's do this. And I was like, yeah, my life's boring. Sure. Oh, yeah. Me and my buddies are the reason why Wegmans, after a certain time of night, will only sell you one carton of eggs. Oh, my God. That's funny. That's a like so that's a real thing. Because we used to go, like, me and <laughs> and Schmreck. Schmreck me. And Schmreck me. Uh, Pants. Yep, Pants. And, uh, uh, I gotta love Pants. You know what I mean? And uh, uh, Rob. <laughs> Um, we would go to we would go to Wegmans at like you know midnight one yeah. in the morning. Um, of course, in my car because yeah. I was you, know, you were the driver. Of course, always. And uh, we, we would buy like fourteen dozen eggs. <laughs> it would just be like, and, and pants would be like, well, we're making one hell of an omelet in the morning. I'll tell yeah, you that that's much. All, that's so funny. And then uh, one time we all went in, and you know we're laughing and shit, yeah. and we get like a bunch of eggs, and we go and put them on the conveyor belt, and the woman did the click with the flashing, right? You know, and like, then, oh, here we go. And we're like, what? What is she doing? And the manager comes over. Yeah. Hi, boys. Oh, hi. Um, can I just ask why you're buying this many eggs? Oh, Big we ass have, cake. <laughs> no, swear to God, without skipping a beat, I want to say it was pants. Maybe Rob. It was some. It wasn't me. I yeah. can tell you that goes. Oh, we're we're doing an omelet cook for the local church tomorrow in the nice. morning. Nice. And he's like, uh, "No, you're not." Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Didn't even buy it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no, you're not. And we're like, uh, and he's like, "I'll let you leave with two dozen eggs, and you can come early in the morning because we're open twenty four hours right before." Uh, your your cook off. We're like, okay, so two dozen, and we just kind of look at each other. We can stretch that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely, sure. Two dozen, yeah, absolutely. Four of us. So you know, what we did. We drove from Ladder Wegmans to Ridgemont Wegmans and bought. There you go. <laughs> bought more eggs, and then um, just egged the shit out of houses, cars, children. We just egged well, that's, everything. That's sad. Yeah, I know. I mean, I think it's better than burning them down. E- right. Yeah. I mean, I'm not giving you a look. I'm just saying that's the alternative. We never burned a house down. Oh, just a human? No, we never burned a human down. What kind of structure fire did you do? There's a list. Okay. <laughs> um, only, and there was always, we had rules. No one could get hurt. <clears throat> like, we couldn't do it in a place where people got, now there was time, though, where uh, it got really close, and we did have to go to, uh, we did have to call the fire department Wow. Um, from, like, uh, an unbeknownst phone, if you will. Sure. Um, and because we were, we were concerned, we started a very large, very large fire. <laughs> um, you guys, yeah. little assholes. Well, we'd just be like, hey, I got all this gasoline I found, and, uh. Does anyone have a lighter or matches? Yeah, young young boys are very fascinated with fire. That's absolutely, sure. absence, and we were. But this is the thing. Like I know you were in your thirties. <laughs> <laughs> this was high school, um, so that was Halloween for us, right? And uh, well, not just Halloween, but you know the thing I like about the, this though, and people are like, "Oh my god!" Is like I have a child now. Yeah. So like I I'm gonna know. <laughs> yeah, you are. Like, you know so exactly what. We honey, you to... smell a little bit like gasoline. Yeah, exactly. What's it, what do you smell like gasoline for? 
I'm checking the paper for local vandalism and fires. Right. You know what I mean? Because like I, I that was her father was an idiot, and I want to make sure that she's not an idiot. And my right. daughter's far from being an idiot already at four. But you know, starting to outsmart you. She's definitely starting to outsmart. She me. surpassed you in reading level. She she did. She actually did. Uh, speaking of Halloween, because that's this, what this topic is supposed to be. She yeah. just broke my heart Halloween wise. But um, why? I'm gonna get over it. Because she hard. didn't want to be Princess Leia. Yeah, uh, yeah. We had so I got the Vader costume, right? And I was uh, we were looking for a Princess Leia costume for her because it's father and daughter, Vader and Leia. And um, I was like, this would be perfect. She'll have the little buns on the side of her head. She'll be freaking adorable. Right. And um, she goes, Dad, yeah, I want to be Elsa. And I was like, well, Elsa didn't run the galaxy, okay? Elsa was not uh, a prized general, right. okay? She was, there's only one princess, okay? And that's Princess Leia, okay, in Dad's life. Right. How dare you? I locked her in a room without any food for five days straight. And she still wants to be Elsa. So oh, I'm I'd, go another, d- I'd go another three or four days. Another three or four days? Okay. Yeah. Um, and so she's uh, she still wants to be Elsa. And I, I, I like her uh, perseverance through those days of no food. Um, so she's, you know, she's going to be Elsa. Can't the other woman in your life be Princess Leia? No, because then that would be odd. Because then I would be Vader and it would be like my daughter and... Well, it doesn't have to be literal. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. It's not like you're gonna go bang in these fucking costumes. Yeah, that would be weird. I yeah. don't like banging in costumes. Me either. No, not or that like, I've tried it. Or like with face paint, on, like cause Halloween. I've had a lot of face paint. I've had sex on Halloween, and you know, faces are painted, and then like you're rubbing up against each other, and then the fa- the paint starts coming off on one another, and then like it yeah, smells like paint, gross. and you're like, mm, mm, this yeah. is getting less sexy now. So, so, Dan. Let's see. What's the scariest thing that's ever happened? Let's talk about that. The scariest thing that's ever happened, yeah. like paranormal wise, or like just sure. in real life. Well, well, in real life, but that you were like, "Holy fuck!" That scared the shit out of me. Um. While you think about it, I'll tell you one thing that happened to me. Please go for it. I was about sixteen years old. Mm-hmm. I was in my house alone mm-hmm. for some reason. I don't know where everybody else was. It was at night, and in my basement, there was sort of a long open area, like you would have here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And off to the side, except for me, it was on the right-hand side. Mm -hmm. You have separate rooms on your left-hand side. Yeah, yeah. Well, imagine that far back room on your left-hand side. Okay. Had like a green army curtain hanging straight down. Okay. And that was my dad's workshop. Okay. And that's all he had was like a curtain in the doorway. Gotcha. To keep the sound and the sawdust out from the middle part of the basement. Yeah. Well, the water heater, no, that was in the end. The furnace was in my dad's workshop (laughs) as well. So I'm home alone and I hear a bang down in the basement. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm going, well, we only had, uh, I think, one cat. Maybe two cats at the time, but they were both upstairs with me. You've always had cats. Yeah. You're just a cat guy. You're so weird. Anyway, please continue. <laughs> so I, I go down into the basement, and I turn on the light, and I can see that curtain. Mm-hmm. 
protruding out. Almost as if someone is taking their pointer finger and pushing the curtain just straight like, out. Fuck that. I just got goosebumps. Yeah. Because that's a real I'm deal. It's alone. Freaky dark. Right? Fuck that. I'm like, okay, I'm scared. So I go back upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> My heart's pounding and I'm going, this is bizarre. How is this happening? What is it? I don't understand. Like, I definitely heard that bang and now there's something pointing into the curtain. Like, ugh. Yeah. But I'm also, like, old enough where pride is taking over. I'm like, I'm not going to sit here and be a, a total wuss. Yeah, I'm going to go fucking see it. Turn a, go back down there, turn the light on. still there. I'm staring at it from a distance, mm-hmm. alone. <clears throat> How do I approach it? Yeah, what do you... I just... It was fight or flight. I ran at it. I got up right up in front of it and smacked it. Yeah. A broom fell down. So it was a broom. A broom somehow had fallen from whatever position it was in against the furnace mm-hmm. and then bounced off the furnace somehow into the curtain. And stuck there. And stuck there. And the curtain had enough weight to it where the edge of the broom was leaning up against it but not falling completely to the ground, giving I- it that, that sort of position like someone was pushing it out oh i was hoping for like more of a paranormal end of this story no that was it but i was still confused (laughs) and terrified like how did this happen both cats were upstairs very scary fuck that i mean have you ever had like a real paranormal experience where something is just like fucking in front of me no yeah because the paranormal and I have a strange uh, relationship. Oh, do you? Yes, because I don't know. Um, uh, there are a lot of things that I, I say, quote unquote, happened um, to my brother and I growing up mm-hmm. um, when we were young. Um, and you look at, uh, you know, I'm in my my early 30s now. I look back at it and there are things I can dismiss and say, well, that was just my imagination. Not only that, but as you get older, your memory starts to fade. You mm-hmm. start to forget certain, like, truths, if you will. Um, certain, you know, what stories are real? What stories were made up in your head? What did you see? What didn't you actually see? And... <clears throat> Your imagination is so strong as a child. Exactly, exactly. But I remember the fear. I remember the terror. Yeah. Um, without question. Um, and that that's terrifying. My um, my father got a house in Chai Lai. Um, this house is like in the middle of fucking nowhere. This is years ago. This okay. is many years ago. Um, after my um my parents' divorce. And the house was kind of like a temporary situation until he actually got his house, which ended up being on West Side Drive. Or no, maybe that was... Yeah, that was it. That was the house, I think. So it was just a place for him to get away from your family <laughs> for <laughs> to, the time being. Yeah, I mean, we had we would go and, you know, it was summertime, so he would get two weeks... And my mom would get two weeks, and it was like oh, wow. switched back and forth. It was very odd. It was very strange. But this house, I don't remember the exact time. See, this is what I'm saying when things start to fade. I don't remember the exact timeline. Okay. I just remember this house. The house was massive. 
and it was in the middle of fucking nowhere. Was it an old house? It was a very old house. Ah. Um, it was rolling up to the house with this long ass driveway was like literally something out of a fucking horror movie. Number one, lots of woods, and trees lots around. of woods and trees. Uh, you know, deep chilai, Ogden wow. almost. You know, like kind of a uh, stone driveway, just pushed. Just deep. Yeah. And, you know, it was beautiful. The house was gorgeous. And and again, it was, it was, it was, it was scary. Okay. It was just a scary fucking house. Yeah. And my brother and I, we, you know, we would, we made cardboard shields. We were kids. And we found sticks that looked like swords. Yeah. And we would, we would venture through the yards. Right. You know, like we were knights. You were out on the property. Exactly. Like we were knights protecting our kingdom. And the house was so big, it was like our castle to us. I mean, again, we were in grade school. We were in, I was maybe fifth grade. And he was, my brother was like, you know, God, fifth grade, first grade. Okay. You know, and, you know, we would, ah, we are the knights of knee. And, you know, we're going to go out and fight the evil dragons or whatever the fuck it was. And my dad and his, you know, wife, they would be in the house. And we would just, I just remember like just being, feeling like being watched, like in the wooded area. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like we were people, we were being looked at. I, I would hear people like following us. It was, yeah, I was your neighbor. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I was just standing in the woods. But I mean, in all seriousness, like, <clears throat> yeah. it, you know, and then I look back to it to this day and I remember the fear. Do I remember what actually occurred? No. Not 100%. I just remember that fear that there was something there. And then, you know, I, I have distinct memories of seeing fucking people in the house that weren't supposed to be there. Oh, wow. That weren't even supposed to be alive. Yeah. Um, you know, walking, steps moving, doorknobs jiggling. Um and as I'm getting older, these memories are fading more and more, but I have the distinct memory of being in the bedroom and someone trying to get into my room. And it wasn't my fucking dad and it wasn't my dad's wife and my brother. It wasn't my brother either. Wow. And just kind of stuff like that. But again, it could be all bullshit. Yeah, I think a lot of times these things can be in your mind, in your imagination. They can also be... <clears throat> You just sort of thinking one thing, but it's actually another. Uh, one of our, our dear friends grew up in a house that was made of two houses. Mm -hmm. One of which was 150 years old. And the other part, a much younger part, was only a 100 year, year old house. Yeah. But a long time ago, they were brought together as one. Yes. Essentially moved. One house was moved and attached to the other. Oh, wow. <clears throat> and uh, in his garage, mm -hmm. which is essentially an old barn, uh, someone was hung, hanged. Oh, good. That's good. Yeah. Uh, and in the original part of the house that was actually there to begin with, yeah, uh, was a funeral home. Back in the day when they would have wakes mm -hmm. without a coffin, they would just lay the dead body out on the table. Oh, good. And um, Jesus. they would throw a party and actually hope that the person woke up. That was sort of the, traditionally the idea. Hence, awake. Yeah. And yeah. a lot of people bathed the body, too, in the bathtubs. You would take the dead body into the bathtub and wash it and clean it. Ugh. 
And <clears throat> in this house, have sex you, with it. If you go upstairs, you'll see in one of the rooms is a <clears throat> imagine a square hole mm-hmm. about chest high. Yeah, yeah. That just goes about three feet deep, and then makes a ninety degree turn, and goes all the way back through the wall. Yeah. This is another storage place for a dead body. So you would it, it was like a laundry chute for dead bodies. Yeah. You just shoot them down there. And in the basement, which is just a dirt floor, and it's only about four feet tall, like you can't even stand up in it. Yeah. Shelving units. Where they put the bodies. Yeah. Oh, I want to live there. Is this on Zillow? <clears throat> yeah, you could find it on Zillow. Oh, my goodness. But growing up there, he would he has all kinds of stories. And, and he actually... He does have an issue, a medical condition, where he sleepwalks and has night terrors, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, Which or, I'm sure helps with this. Right. Is it connected? Who knows? Uh, but one night, while my friends uh, were sleeping over there mm-hmm. in his living room, mm-hmm. uh, they awoke to find him writing or trying to write something and speaking in tongues. And he was trying to write with an imaginary pencil, if you will, on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> See that that is uh uh-huh. that's fucking Now Dan just first of all wow. Secondly, do you believe in the paranormal? Do you believe in ghosts? Because I mentioned my younger brother being with me in these situations and to this day he vehemently denies the existence of anything outside of what can be scientifically proven, which is smart. It doesn't make him dumb or anything. I think he's absolutely right. Um, it's, it's, you, it's, you can't, belief means you don't really know you and to, to believe something like, Oh, I believe that's true. I believe in God. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm not, I'm not somebody that has, uh, crystals. (laughs) Yeah. Neither am I. uh, I believe it's possible. Yeah. Um, just because the science hasn't been able to put a finger on it yet doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. But I also do believe that a lot of times we imagine things. We yeah. create things in our head. I can agree with that. So, yeah, I'm not going to take everybody's word for it that what happened is what happened. Of you course. You know what I mean? Yeah. But at the same time, there's some people that are just very trustworthy, honest people that you've met in your life that are just like, that was too weird. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, I saw a plate lift up and smash against the wall. I yeah, mean, there's no other way to say that. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, when those things happen, you're like, okay, I believe it. But it's also one of those things like, well, I can't believe it until I see it. Yes. So no, I haven't personally had one of those moments yet, but it could happen. Exactly. I I am. I have done. Th- like I would love to prove. That existence. And the only way I'm going to prove that really is to myself. Um, Because the first time you show footage of that, immediately no one's going to believe you. Right. Because you can enhance things and you can digitally, you know what I mean? Immediately. I mean, you're watching Alien versus Predator movies in HD and that shit looks real. I mean, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. But yesterday, you know, we're walking around Mount Hope Cemetery, and I always bring my camera. I bring my um, my handy cam. It's an HD um, Sony camera. Yeah. And I just leave it rolling. We just walk around, enjoy a brisk walk and conversation. 
Well, I just have the camera out and I'm just kind of like, you know, I kind of scanning the, the screen, area. just kind of scanning because, you know, I've it's first of all, it's Mount Hope Cemetery. It's one of the oldest cemeteries in the United States. One of the country's first cemeteries. Right. It's huge. Well, r- rural cemeteries, municipal rural cemeteries. It's one of the first. Right. Um, like you a know, public, the first like public one. Correct. Because people used to just bury people next to their church or in their backyard. Exactly, exactly. Right. It's not only a beautiful area with incredibly breathtaking scenery, but there have been sacrifices there. There, There is a cult that used to hang out there. Have you been there. in the crematorium? Um, I have not been in the crematorium. How Ugh. do I get in there? You take a tour. Fuck. Oh, my God. I don't, do you got to pay for the tour? Yeah, usually. Can I bring a camera? And yes. Oh, cool. Um, we'll shelve that. We'll, yeah. I'll come back to that. Um but, you know, yesterday, I, I've been doing this for years, okay? Not once has my camera ever seen anything or have I ever seen anything. Damn it. And, you know, it, it is what it is. It's the people, for me, that bother me are the people that are like, did you see that? See what? Did you see that thing that just floated across the screen? And I literally saw nothing. Yeah. So there's, there's an orb. Stop with the orbs. It's stop a piece it. of dust that yeah. went past the screen. It's just dust. Like, stop doing that yeah. because you're making people like me who's actually sitting here watching hours of footage and seeing nothing. Yeah. It turns into this. I feel like these people are sitting like me through hours of footage and are so mad that they don't see anything that they have to make something up yes. to make those hours of footage mean something. Yeah. Whereas someone like me will watch the hours of footage and be like, nothing. Yep. I saw nothing. Nada. That, that's what pisses me off. You know, maybe it's just because of my age, but I didn't hear anything about orbs until after... The Sixth Sense. The Sixth Sense. You remember in the, at the end, she was looking at the old photographs and noticed how there was like a little speck or a little bright spot in every photo. Yeah, exactly. And all of a sudden, all these people come out of the woodwork like looking at photos going, oh my God, look, there's an orb here. Yeah. Okay, well, I've studied photography. Like, I literally have a degree in it. Yeah. And I can tell you for sure that the way light bends through a lens and hits film or yeah. a digital interface... All kinds of things can go wrong. Yeah, exactly. And sure, maybe you've somehow captured a ghost, but the the fact is, is that for the most part, we can easily prove that the way light hits shadow and smoke, yeah, it's nothing. And it, exactly, a spot of dust out of focus, spot of dust as it hits the lens looks like a little orb. That's all it is. Exactly. Yeah. If you take, if you wear glasses, take your glasses off. If there's a spot of shit on your glasses, hold it away from your face and move it towards the light a little bit. And you will be able to see that, that speck of dust turn into a little white yellow orb. (laughs) Bless you. And that's all that there is to it. That's it. But these people, they blow it out of proportion because they need something to believe in. Exactly. And that's what's so frustrating is like, you know, it, it, things like that. One of the coolest things, though, paranormal-wise that I've seen um, that, again, could be bullshit, but I thought was pretty crazy. Um, I was in high school, and we had – I, I took an advanced writing course because I'm just a really good You're writer. You're so cool. Yeah. Um, anyway, we had to bring in an object that was unique that um, had some type of meaning or was weird or was whatever the hell it was. Your and, grandfather's urn. And we had <laughs> – Hazmat was called <laughs> – Class was dismissed. <laughs> we had to we had to write about it, but we had to share it with everyone. So this one kid can't remember his name, doesn't matter. He brought in a photograph, 
just a photograph. And he's like, he passed it around the room. And in the photograph, it's him and another family member and another family member. Um, he's like sitting down and then the other family member is like standing up Mm -hmm. and then behind him is another family member. Um, she's on a chair and she's just sitting Indian style, smiling into the camera and you know, just everyone's passing it around and he's passing it around and he's like, all right, did everybody see the picture? We're like, yeah. He goes, I don't know who that little girl is. She wasn't there when we took the picture. Um, not my sister, not my cousin, not my, I don't know who that is. We got the, and it was back when you get film developed. Yeah. He's like, we fucking brought it to the, to the developing, to the, to the one hour photo. We picked up the pictures. Pictures looked fine. I look at this picture and I'm like, ah, who the fuck is that? And no one knows who that is. It was just me and this person standing up. The whole class was like, holy shit. He goes, yeah, man, this is, this is the only thing I have to, that there's quote unquote ghosts. Wow. But like, you know, I, that blew my mind. I was like, holy shit. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's the, the reason is you can't really take that as proof either because he could be bullshitting. You're exactly right. He could be full of shit. Yeah. Completely full of shit. He just didn't seem to be. I think it goes back to what you said before. When you have those friends that are of sound mind that are just like, that's exactly my right. point in this situation is yeah. he's not some, he didn't seem like the type of guy that would just fucking make this up. Right. Just like, Hey man, I don't know who the fuck that is in that picture. I don't know how to explain that to you. And you just never know. Um, no, you never know. Those people are so full of shit all the time. A few Halloweens ago, maybe six, seven years ago, I went to not, a, not a Halloween. It was in the Halloween time. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Season. Went to this grocery store that's been around for, couple hundred years mm-hmm. excuse me uh, way out and above the grocery store was like a house that the family lived in yeah yeah, yeah. went there with my our buddy joe mm-hmm. and his mom and because mm-hmm. she's into the spirit world you know it's one of these gatherings oh god so uh yeah we were showing around this very old uh grocery store yeah, yeah, yeah. Bomb, general store etc and then we go upstairs to do like readings yeah, you know, tarot card mm-hmm. readings, palm mm-hmm. readings, stuff like mm-hmm. that. And there's these pe- people in the kitchen hawking their crystals and shit. Yeah, this crystal's good for arthritis. Right. So I no, go just to, just to play along because it sounds fun. And yeah, you know, you got these people that are just having these experiences where they're like, "Oh, someone's trying to talk through me." <laughs> like, how do you not just roll your eyes and laugh at them? Like. Does this person actually believe it's happening, or are they doing it because they just so badly want it to be real? I've talked to a psychic. Okay, yeah. And I got a tarot card reading there, too. Oh, wait. Tell me about that for a second. Well, so it it was my turn. Yeah. Uh, But before I even went upstairs, the woman sort of running the whole show Mm -hmm. saw me sitting on the couch with a dumb sort of look on my face. Yeah, yeah. And she looks at me and stops in the middle of the room and turns her head and looks at me and goes, you need to throw bones. And walks away. You need to throw bones? Yeah. I don't even know what that means. Neither did I. I thought it was really weird. So I go and I I go upstairs to get the tarot card reading, which was done by some unattractive college girl. Who oh. Just, you know, she's, she realizes no one's going to pay attention to her, so she makes up this shit about yeah, tarot card reading. Yeah, that's a like, lot of where that comes from. Yeah. So she's reading and she's like, I see a career change in your future and... Uh, you know, you need to keep working with your hands. Okay. Okay. Which afterwards I was like, name a job that doesn't require working with your hands. Yeah. There's not one. So thanks. 
But before I left, I said to her, hey, by the way, what does throw bones mean? Because that lady downstairs told me that that's what I needed to do. Yeah. She goes, uh, that's like a, not a black magic thing, but I forget what she said. It was like almost voodoo. Yeah. Where they take chicken bones. Mm-hmm. And they break them up into these pieces, and then they throw them. And the way that they they land in the dirt is like a reading of your future. I was like, "Oh, sounds dark." That's yeah. So, you, so you immediately went to Wegmans. You got a rotisserie chicken. You ate right. the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they just... No, we go back downstairs, and uh, you know, there's more tomfoolery happening. Yeah, of more, course. You know, eh. so this woman is like, "Oh my god, I just took a picture." And there's an orb in it, and I just took a picture of like what's underneath that table there. Oh my god! <laughs> it's like a little speck of dust. And this guy was like, there was an expert there, and he was like, "No, nah, that's just a speck of dust." Uh, but then this other one was like, "You know what? I'm seeing an energy. I think there's a child ghost under underneath that table." At this, of course, at this at this specific gathering. Yeah, you, you <clears throat> have this gathering. Like, I want a gathering, and nothing happens. I'll right. believe that. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Jesus Christ Almighty! But I have I have met a psychic. Uh, one that I truly believed in. Okay. Um, and I didn't go to her as a psychic. In fact, I didn't even know she was a psychic until it came up in conversation. Yeah. We were actually at a bar with a group of people. This was a while ago. And she was like, no one you ever met. All right. Another group of friends um, that I no longer hang out with. And she was just kind of, she was one of those people that was like there. Her boyfriend was there. That's why she was there. And I never saw her again. But she said things to me and told me things just right there at the bar that there was just no fucking way she would have known. There's no fucking way she could have put that together. And her boyfriend didn't know me nearly well enough, nor was she friends with enough people to know what she knew and what she, so I was like intrigued. I was like, holy shit. So I started asking her questions. I was like, well, what about like psychics? Like you go see. You know what I mean? Like, what, what about all, like you, you're telling me you're a psychic. Yeah. Why aren't you rich? Why aren't you ma- like, what are the lottery numbers? Why? Like, tell me about this stuff. And her response was quite refreshing. She was like, first of all, 99.9% of the, the people that have signs or commercials or TV shows claiming that they're psychics mm-hmm. are full, are full of shit. They're using different tactics and re and ways of reading body language to right. small nuances in order to do these. They say a general thing and then you give them the answer. Correct. Kind of stuff. Yeah. Correct. Um, she said anyone that is a quote unquote psychic that is using it for monetary gain is full of shit. Mm-hmm. Then you, she's like, then you've got the, the way you, the lonely college girls that are looking for attention. She actually right. said that flat out, you know, wow, you get your lonely funny. college girls that are looking for <laughs> attention that have read a couple of books right. and are doing that. She said, if this is real for you, it's incredibly terrifying. It's not something I want people to know about. Yeah. It's not something I even wanted to really talk to you about. Well, the people that claim they really are usually say that it's a burden. Correct. Yeah. Um, she's like, it's not. She's like, a lot of it is feeling. A lot of it is something hits me that I don't want to. She's like, I've seen things in my quote unquote mind's eye mm-hmm. that I've I never wanted to see. And I've I have had issues with insomnia. She's like, it's given me anxiety issues. Yeah. She's like, I don't want to really imagine the dreams she has. <clears throat> oh my God, I can't even imagine. But like I guess what I'm saying is 
is I don't believe in psychics, but I don't believe in your TV psychics, if you mm. will. But I can't explain her and I's interaction. I can't explain the way she talked to me, certain familial, familial things she said about my family that I never met her before. There ain't no way. There's just no way. Ooh, yeah, and that's the thing is that you just can't prove it one way or the other. So exactly. you're leaving it open to a possibility. Yeah. I, like, I don't know. That blew my mind in terms of psychics. And then that conversation where she's like, they're all full of shit. Like, if they're, <laughs> it's not, re- like, no, that's not, a, they read a book about doing readings on people. And she goes, I don't mean psychic readings. I mean, like, readings on how to look at a person and read them in order to say what they want to hear. So now, oh my God, it's a psychic. Here's all my money. Mm-hmm. You know. So did she give you good news or bad news? Um, a little from column A, a little from column B. Oh, wow. Um, it is what it is. There were certain things she said I don't want to say to you. I want you to figure them out for yourself. Um, well, we know you have herpes. I mean, I learned that the hard way. So yeah. We can say it out loud. I, I have herpes, okay. yes, yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, the paranormal dude... You just don't know. You don't know because people are around trying to make a quick buck and all of it could be complete bullshit. Like Ghost Hunters. You ever watch Ghost Hunters? Again, I believe that 99% of it's bullshit, but then maybe there's something that happens that you're like, well, that looks like bullshit, but you don't know. I I talked to a guy who dubs himself a ghost hunter in real life. I don't even want to get. And into we it. say this, rolling our eyes. Yes, too. we're rolling our eyes. Right. I don't want to get into this. Right. That part of it right now. Okay. However, he did say something to me that made sense. Okay. And when I asked him about the show Ghost Hunters specifically, which, by the way, I watch for entertainment value. I think sure. it's fun to watch. I just don't believe it. Um, I believe some of it, but not enough for me to be like, yeah, they're telling the truth. Anyway, he, I, I brought that up. I said, well, what do you think of the show Ghost Hunters? You know, and he started. Those guys are fucking hacks. And I'm like, well, what, what makes them hacks? And well, you, he's jealous. Go you ahead. for real, yeah. yeah. And he said, because there's no way in. A, he's like, in a scientific experiment, you have to have a control. You have to have a control, and then your experiment. Yeah. What control do they have? No. How how do they know that if a ghost is real, that an IR camera is going to pick it up? How do they know an EMF, which does electromagnetic, uh, how do they know that? Where do they get that information right. from? He's like, and then they have the EVPs with the voices and shit. Yeah. How do you know they're not pumping in audio? Right. He goes, but at the same time, I believe this, that they do find shit. I believe they find it on accident. Every single time. Right. I believe that that 90, 99% of that is them making shit up to make their show watchable. And once in a great while, a few episodes, they're like, holy fuck, we actually have something here. And it was completely by accident. Yeah. I was like, that's a funny way to look at it. Like... Yeah, I was watching one and they were in a hallway with a staircase going downstairs. Yeah. And all of a sudden... Uh, they heard a, a noise and they looked, it was broad daylight and they looked down the staircase and there was like a knife, like a butter knife, yeah, like yeah. a kitchen knife sitting at the bottom of the stairwell. Like it had dropped. Mm-hmm. I'm like, and they're making a big deal out of it. I'm like, a producer fucking threw that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. What do you think, I'm fucking dumb. Yeah. Like just it's an insult. Just out of nowhere that that's yeah. going to occur. There was, there was only one episode where I really was like, Oh shit. Um, they were, 
there was a camera that was like up high and they were, it was looking down through a room and the room was just like full of shit. And what they had to do was with one of the camera wires, they had to wrap it around like a, like a light mm-hmm. that was there. And it was, it was dark and the camera was out and you see the two people and they're like walking through this room mm-hmm. and no explanation at all, but you just literally see the cord just fucking unwrapping. Oh, wow. And then you slowly see it unwrapping. And then obviously when it's done unwrapping, it falls to the ground because all the slack is out. And that sound of the cord hitting the ground made the other two turn around quick. And you can see it on the camera, you know. And they, like, turn and look. And they're like, it's pitch dark, so they don't know where the fuck the sound came from. And they're looking around. And they didn't know that that had happened until they looked at the footage later. And they're like, this is the sound that you heard. Yeah, um, I saw, and there's tons of stuff on YouTube. Yeah, And and there's even people that host their own shows on YouTube. Yeah, I've seen that. That dissect this stuff. But there's one that's going around recently about a a school security camera Mm -hmm. at, 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 of course, 3 a.m., you know. Yeah, always, (laughs) always. And uh, it kind of looks down a a hallway corridor there, and lockers start to shake a little bit. Mm -hmm. And one of the lockers rips open. And all the person's shit just gets thrown out onto the ground. And like then, like a door opens and slams shut. Oh shit! And um, it looks legit as far as like yes, this is a security camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yes, this is a school. Um, and they say that it happens like almost every day. They come in and have to clean it up. In the oh morning. wow! And so like, ooh, that looks pretty real. But at the same time, like again, we just watched an HD movie of Alien versus Predator. Who knows what you can do with video editing? You're exactly right. You're you know? you're exactly right. I think speaking of those kind of things, the last movie to actually scare me um, was called The Blackwell Ghost. It's on Amazon. Ooh, The Blackwell Ghost. And it's. I don't know if it's a documentary. Wait, is that the one in, in uh, Great Britain? No. Oh, no. That, 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 I got to tell you, that one, though. Was that a documentary? Or? Yeah, it was a documentary about um, this room, essentially, this little one-family house mm-hmm. in this small town in England. Oh, my God. Well, g- give me the name of that when you figure it out, because yeah. I'll watch that. But this was called The Blackwell Ghost. Okay. And... It's this guy who's he's a film. He's I, I don't know if it's a real documentary to this day. I, I couldn't I can't find it. Right. I can't find it online. I'm, I'm like, I'm searching for it. Really? Like, is this real or not? Uh, you know, I, it first came out to Amazon. I went to it was a directly to Amazon movie. I don't right. know if from then because it's been months from then to now. Maybe there's more information on it online. I'll take it out. Please uh, check it out. Leave your comments in the comment section. Um. Now, I I. I watched this and it's about a guy. He's a, he's a movie. He does like movie special effects and he works on movies. <laughs> he was talking about how he did like uh, the Dawn of the Dead movies. He, he like specializes in zombie movies yeah. and he wanted to do a documentary and he wanted to do a documentary on the existence of ghosts or not because he thinks a lot of it's bullshit and he wants to finally put it to rest or catch something. Right. And how the whole thing started was an actual YouTube video which blew my mind. It's uh, a hotel and they actually show the YouTube video and the guy talks to the guy in the video on the phone yeah. as part of this documentary. Again, it, maybe it's not a documentary. I, I don't know. Fact of the matter is this. It, there's a woman screaming in a hotel room, in a hotel. And they send security up there and they're like, who's staying here? And they're like, no one's staying in that room. 
So they're trying, the security guards trying to get the door. Like I'm getting emotional because it like, it scared me Seems so, so much. Yeah. It's dude, it's scared the shit out of me. The guy, the security guard opens the door and you can see him in the hotel camera goes into, the, like, I couldn't sleep this night. He goes into the room and the guy's like, hello, what do you see? Um, and there's nothing on the other end. And he, and the guy's like, um, I'm, um, I, um, I, um, I, and you see him like walking fast out and just yeah, screaming coming out of there. All the furniture was upside down in the entire hotel room. Like everything was turned upside down. The guy was fucking terrified. Yeah. He like walked out and he's just standing in the hallway and there's just the darkness of the open hotel room and it's all security camera footage. And you just hear screaming coming through the fucking thing. Just like yeah. a. And the furniture's all upside down. See, but that, to me, I think goes a little too far. I think that if that were legit, I, I feel like the news would be all over it. Well, yeah. The, you know? and I'm, I'm with you, which is turns into the bullshit factor. Maybe yeah. that was completely fabricated. It's not subtle enough. But it, well, as it was done very well. Right. So the dude goes, the dude talks to the guy on the phone, and he goes, come on. Yeah. Like, it's part of the document, because he's a documentarian. He's like, come on. Like the things you can do today. Well, yeah, it, from his point of view, if he takes the stance of this is bullshit, but he's also sort of discovering it just like the viewer is, then the viewer is more willing to trust him. See, yeah. this guy's a skeptic, but then he's slowly turning, you know, so, okay. Well, he's, so he's still a skeptic, and uh, uh, the movie goes on where there's a guy that's like, my house is haunted, and I fought in Pennsylvania, and he's like, I, my house is haunted, and I'm dealing with haunted shit all the time. In fact, I'm going away on a business trip, stay at my house for a couple of days overnight, yeah. and uh, just set up some cameras and do what you got to do. And honestly, the movie was uh, dragged, and it was just like, <sighs> there's a reason for that. The last... Three minutes of that movie were so incredibly terrifying up until the end that it was worth every... And I watched it again. Like, and he actually breaks down the end of the movie at the end of the movie. Like, the documentarian's like, okay, I'm going to slow this down. Go ahead and watch this again. Yeah. And it was like, I'm getting, like, all my hair standing on end right now thinking about it. Um. Yeah, well... Again, I suggest it. Watch okay. the movie. Are you sure that's what it's called? The Blackwell Ghost. Let okay. me just make sure. I'm going to look well, it up. We'll, uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll do some fuck yous. Yeah, we got some fuck yous, and I'll get you the I'll, I'll we'll make get sure. you the name of that movie. And you get the name of yours, too, because I yeah, want to see that. I'll, I'll guggle it. All right, everyone. Thanks a lot. We'll be right back. Okay. Critical Mass can now be found at the 8oClockStop.com. That's the 8oClockStop.com. We're there with the Hypothetically Speaking podcast as well as Three Dicks Picks podcast. Check us out there. That's the 8oClockStop.com because everything starts at 8 o'clock. Okay, great. Thanks to our sponsors for that lovely little intermission. Ooh, it's beautiful. Um, so yeah, just to tie off the whole ghost haunting thing, uh, yeah. if you're interested, check out the Enfield Poltergeist, yes, which is, the, as Rockness uh, referred to, is the basis of The Conjuring 2. Correct. Which The Conjuring movies 
uh, entertainment value. They say they're based on a true story. Ed and Lorraine, um, who investigated both hauntings in the first movie and the second movie, are real people. Ed is dead. Uh, Lorraine's still alive. She's about 173 years old. Nice. Um, she's a world-renowned psychic and teaches demonology and stuff in, in schools. Um, again, demonology, not sure if that's a real thing or not. Well, um, but if you go to Sunday school, it is. Anyway, sure. Well, you don't know. Um, but the yeah. The you wanted us to see is what? Uh, I want everyone to see The Blackwell Ghost. Blackwell Ghost. Which is on Amazon. I just checked it. It's free. Um, I guess to end it, all I say is have an open mind. Um, and don't believe everything that's shoved down your throat. Um, right. Reality TV is reality TV. Ghosts or not, no matter what you experience in life, exactly. you be taken with a grain of salt. Exactly. You may have an experience that is very personal to you mm-hmm. that happened. doesn't mean you're a crazy person. Um, that experience happened. Maybe science can explain it, and maybe science cannot. And that's really where the paranormal comes in. Um, but don't base your entire life around it. Yeah. So, All right. moving on, we got our fuck, fuck you. Ooh, that felt, great harmony. That felt so good. Uh, would you like to go first? I'll go first. Sure. My fuck you goes out to something very specific. Okay. And that is collarbones, human uh, collarbones. You are malleable, mm. too malleable. You are too breakable. Yeah. And you ruin not only fantasy football seasons, but entire football seasons. And yes, I'm talking about the closest thing I have to Jesus Christ himself, Aaron Rodgers. Don't look Dan roll just rolled eyes. his rolled his fucking eyes at me. Aaron Rodgers is the arguably the greatest quarterback in NFL history. Arguably. Quite arguably. And uh yeah, I know. Your statement was if the Cowboys had a better defense, Tony Romo would have like three or four Super Bowl rings. Yeah. So um, that that's let's talk about paranormal things that may or may not be full of shit. Uh, <laughs> well, look, a, a quarterback, and this goes back to Peyton Manning as well. A quarterback cannot play defense. A quarterback cannot play defense. You know what I mean? So unless they throw it's, an it's, interception, it's such a team sport. I know well, it is. Romo put up so many statistically record-breaking numbers, uh, and you know everybody loves him. I like Tony but Romo. When, I like him. When, when Tony Romo broke his collarbone twice, he never looked back at the guy who did it and said, fuck you. Uh, yeah, Aaron Rodgers did because he's full of passion. Mm, no, he's a baby. He's full of passion. He met, a, he met a fan. This was on camera. He met a fan. And the fan said, oh, I, I thought you'd be taller. You know, like I, I expected yeah. you to be a little bit taller than you are in person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Aaron Rodgers goes, I don't appreciate that. <laughs> Like, fuck you, dude. Stop being a baby. He can do that. No, he can't. He's Aaron Rodgers. He's a little baby. Whatever. I don't think Eli Manning would even do that. Eli Manning <laughs> wouldn't even understand. Was, do you have my book, my yeah. ABC book? Yeah. I really want to read my col- ABC. You know he colors on the sideline. Absolutely. He's just yeah. sitting there coloring. Oh. I fucking hate Eli Manning. Yeah. But collarbones. Fuck you mm-hmm. to fucking breakable collarbones, destroying my fantasy season, destroying my beloved Green Bay Packers season. Well, hold on. They've got a good backup, don't they? Brett Hundley? Yeah, they say he's quite capable. He, we'll see. Uh, I know. You're upset. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. And they're, Rogers is say, they're saying with surgery he may be ready but if we make the playoffs to, to be playing by then. Um, likelihood of that, I feel personally, is slim to none. Yeah, and I don't want them to push that surgery. Yeah, he probably shouldn't. I don't think they, they should. 
right. That's my opinion. So fuck you, collarbones, and yeah. fuck you to this NFL season. Too many people are injured. It does suck. It we does lost suck. a lot of good men. Yeah. Dan. My fuck you. All right. I'm going to offend some people here, but I don't care. That's what we do. Fuck you to the people in motorized carts at, at grocery stores. Fuck you. I think you should have your own fucking store. <laughs> First of all, most of you are able to walk around for 10 minutes in a grocery store. You're just too fucking fat or lazy. Yeah. And the other half of you that do actually have some sort of disability, I still don't care. Get your own goddamn store and, and drive around there. <laughs> At literally a half a mile an hour, taking up the entire lane. Uh, so frustrating. Oh, yeah. I have two perfectly good working legs. You do. They're very nice. He shaves them, too. And I can zip around that grocery store and get all my shit done in under 10 minutes. Okay. These people have no regard for other people. None. They're parked diagonally mm-hmm. through in, in the aisle. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're standing in a, in a four-way stop, if you will. Sitting, that is, in <laughs> yeah, just in everybody's standing. way, looking around, completely dumbfounded, like it's their first fucking time there. Yeah, absolutely. They're just getting right in the way, folks. Get off your ass get for up. one, and if you literally can't, have someone else do your grocery shopping. I don't know, like, yeah, they should definitely have their own store. I'm sorry, the old fuck store. Yeah. Where you just you get your every every, every parking space is a, is a uh, handicap spot. Yeah, I know you have diabetes. Get out of the way. You I know really you can't hate feel your feet. People with diabetes. I do. You really hate it. So fuck you. And that's that. Definitely no. I I I get it. They're uh, they're very annoying. The worst though are um, there's a group of folks at the Wegmans I go to that I, I see this very often. They're not disabled. They're not really fat. They're just incredibly lazy, mm. and there's three of them on the motorized carts, and they're in like a little line, and they have no regard for anyone else whatsoever. And you look at them, and you're like, "There's literally nothing wrong with you." Yeah, that's you're the problem. Just fucking lazy. Get up, get the fuck out of the way. No one likes you. <clears throat> and first of all, stores like Wegmans should be able to fucking flat out just be like, "Do you need this?" Just get rid of them. Seriously, get rid of those carts. Yeah. Exactly. Force these people to fucking walk. walk. If you can't walk, then guess what? You have your own motorized cart. Yeah. Yes. Right? Yes. If you are unable to walk, that means you have your own scooter or you're wheelchair bound. Yeah. So get the fuck off of these goddamn scooter cart things. Or Stop why it. are you such a piece of shit that your family won't talk to you anymore and won't do this for you? <laughs> <laughs> like it really like I have yeah. like I have my grandma. My grandma is not a mobile person. No. However, when she needs things, she contacts my family and we'll go and do it for her. We'll go. We'll get her stuff. We'll yeah. go because my grandma is not not a piece of shit. Right. And we love to help her when she needs. Well, that it. was a double negative. So you just meant to have a single negative there. What do you mean? You said she's not not a piece of shit. Oh, I'm sorry. She's not a piece of shit. My right. grandmother is. Not. She's a wonderful woman. She's an absolutely wonderful woman. Who wants you to shave. Oh, God. That's all she <laughs> talks about. She gives me, I gave her a ride one time. She needed a ride somewhere. So I was like, yeah, I'll give you a ride. No problem, Grandma. So I go, I pick her up. You get in the car. I literally. This is when you drop her off at the park for like 48 hours. 
<laughs> just, yeah, just let her roam. <laughs> um, no, she had to go. I can't remember. It was like some type of family party that I wasn't. No, I mean, I was invited. I just didn't want to stay. Um, so, but she had a ride back. She just needed a ride there. And I was like, absolutely. I'll come pick you up. And it was like a 20 minute drive for 20 minutes. All she wanted to talk about was my beard and how I need to get rid of it. Yeah. And I'm just like, is there any, like, literally, is there anything else going on? So her life? fuck you today would have been your beard. Correct. That would be, that That's would be great. her fuck you, like yeah. your beard. And she, she has many times say I look like Hitler with my beard, which I would just be like, grandma, two things. <laughs> Two th- I'm going to give you two quick things before yeah. we end the show. Number one, these are facts. Number one, Hitler didn't have a beard. Hitler had a tiny little mustache right. under his nose. I don't have one of those. Okay? Yeah. That's number one. Number two, Grandma, you met Hitler. Like, she literally, like, factually speaking, has met Adolf Hitler. Oh, wow. She was eight. Um, he came to the school, part of an assembly. Um, she was in Italy. It's kind of a, hey, hey things are going to be changing kind of yeah. thing. <laughs> um, <clears throat> You've met him. You know full well he doesn't have a beard. Yeah. And you're just trying to liken your grandson to Adolf Hitler. Right. How do you feel? How do you sleep at night? <laughs> so, yeah that's, yeah, that's about it. So, anyway, happy Halloween, everyone, from Critical yeah. Mass. Egg somebody's house. Do what you got to do. Egg some houses. Uh, if you got kids, be safe with them. Make sure that they're doing the right things. Um, check their candy. If you have any uh, razor blades laying around, yeah, exactly. stick them inside of the candy. <laughs> and then hand them out to the yeah, children. Yeah. Um, also, if you don't have a costume, don't come to my house. I'm not going to give you any candy. Like, yeah. Also, if you're above a certain age, you probably shouldn't. Just stop trick-or-treating. Exactly. Um, I want to thank our sponsors. Check us out at 8oclockstop.com. Um, thanks you to uh, Genesee Beard Company and Eagle Epoxy for supporting us, as, as always. Um, Dan, any final thoughts? Uh, we'll be back next week with hopefully a return favorite guest. Dr. Richard Cox. Cox. More science coming right at you. We're going to talk about science. And then um, we're going to get an update with uh, Billy. We're going to find out yep. where he is. It's either going to be next episode or the episode after. Uh, we'll, we'll have him phone in and uh, give us a little rundown. From a secure location. It would have to be a secure location because where yeah. we're sending him, there is no security. Exactly. All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening. Love you, bye. Love you, bye. They come from butts.